Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, the town menace who is currently going through the five stages of grief, very publicly. Hi, I'm Mary Stack. I'm playing Georgie Sullivan, the born and bred Brindlewood band who runs Knitwit Haven. And a day out for tea with her friends has turned into a horrible loss of another friend and disillusionment of her favorite podcast. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson, and I'm playing Renette Bollinger. My third spouse was an absolute good-for-nothing pompous asshole who never gave me nothing but a bunch of useless, bougie information about tea. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. This published scenario, The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soulless, was written by David Morrison, at Chap of Steel on Twitter. Follow the links in the show notes to find some of his writing. Okay, let's go. Ronette, Georgie, and Bertie. Here you are, outside of the snowdrop bed and breakfast, on this old driveway, hidden off to the side, watching it go into the orchard. It's a wonderful day. It's perfect temperature. What would you like to do? Definitely have relayed everything if we were able to get out of earshot oh my god describe the boots they were when you were under the bed yeah they were heavy and gross cool i just want to be able to identify them when i see when i look at everyone to see who it was who was who was sneaking around latita's room well you know they were they were like a very distinct like working Mm -hmm. heavy man boot you know, I don't know if there's a word for that, but... Yeah, a man boot, yeah. A man boot, right. A heavy exactly. man boot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brown, I think, or gray. Both? Okay, so what we know is maybe brown, maybe not brown, maybe partially brown, man boot, and distinct, but also you can't really describe them. I, I think I summed it up very well. I feel like that narrows it down. Sure, I, I'm sure if we see some big boots, we'll we'll, fig- we'll just direct your attention toward them, and you know, you'll give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Seeing as I was uh, fearing for my life under the bed, um, I do feel like I, if I saw them, I would know. I would know. Okay. Okay. So, oh, you're also fearing for your life. I, mean, I don't know about you, but Georgie and I right now. We are just, like, hyper-aware of our own mortality. We just had this moment, and it just came over us, and it's now it's all we can think about. Really all, it's really all that's out, it's, that's going on in my head right now is, oof, I could die right now. I mean, I, it's weird it would hit me just now and not when I was nearly crushed by the stage light, but... Yeah, remember when that happened? Mm-hmm. We are just so close to death always. Always, at every turn. Yeah. Every turn. Brunette, like, looks around. <laughs> uh, Bertie takes a drink from her flask in her bag. Renette proffers a hand. She if... hands her a second oh, one from Oh, her thank bag. goodness. <laughs> Renette takes a, takes a swig of that. You do actually notice that um, that one does have the name Renette on it. 
it is written in Sharpie, but it seems like it's done like a little like slightly calligraphied. Oh my god! Um, and she's like, Georgie, did you want did you want yours? Oh my goodness, you have one for me in there. Yes, I didn't know what you liked. I was going to put wine in there, but then I was like, ooh, that's not going to. That doesn't flask well. No, I'm so excited. You're so thoughtful. Yes, I would. Okay, so it's just vodka. That's okay. He's such a good friend. Well, after sorting out the flask situation, do you have any thoughts about what you would like to do out here on this on this driveway? Because we know this is an old farm where there was disappearances, as Willow, my brain is thinking, oh, let's just look for graves. Let's look for where they were hiding the bodies. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually going to be helpful, but that is the only thing that I am thinking of. I do kind of want to open the manila envelope. It sounded like the path was going down and turning through into the orchard so that we're definitely out of sight of the main farmhouse. Yeah. We turn that corner and kind of see if we can see where it leads. Like, is there an older farmhouse? Is there a family cemetery? Is there that kind of thing? Tool sheds. And then in the meantime, then Bertie could open. We can see what's in the envelope. Yeah. Let's get further into the orchard and see what we can find out. What could go wrong? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, except that we could all die. At any moment. Any second now. I hand her the flask again, if I if she gave it back for some oh, reason. Oh, I'm, I'm nursing it. No, okay. So it's a nice, lovely walk while you open the envelope? Uh, yeah, I think so. A uh, quick glance around to make sure no one's looking, but yes. Well, there are a number of things in here as you open it. The first thing that comes out is a passport. And it is absolutely Latita's picture, but that is not her name. That is not where she lives. This is not who she is. And then you take out a Canadian driver's license that also has her face on it, but that is not her name, and that is not where she lives. And then an American driver's license from, oh, that one's from Ohio. Uh, Hey, you remember that she hates Ohio. Fake passport, two fake driver's licenses. Do they look like they are recent? Um, Like, what is the expiration date? Like, a reasonable amount of time that this has happened recently? Yeah, and it looks like this is a a fairly new picture of her. Fairly recent picture of her. So that's weird. Well, she always said that she retired from her investigative work, but paired with everything that we've found, I, I don't think that's true. Yeah, she was in. She was doing something deep. She was invest. If she was investigating disappearances here, and she has all this, this this dossier of fake fake IDs. This is something bigger than just a you know a hobby or a side gig or a retired dalliance. This is something big. I think at this moment, Bertie is just kind of wondering to herself if she put Latita more in danger by meeting with her or if she'd been a better friend, maybe Latita would have told her a bit more of what was going on. And not really thinking logically about the fact that if she's, you know, deep in their undercover or trying to do something investigative in a sneaky fashion, that it would make sense to keep it to herself. I don't think she's thinking about that. I think it's more of a like, there must have been something I could have done 
to have known or to have helped, she's realizing that she really didn't know her friend at all. And she only just started calling her a friend. And it is about that time when you get to the turn in the driveway. And here it goes. It curves over to the right. And you look. And you see that just a little bit further on, this driveway leaves the orchard, which still continues on if you're going to just keep walking in this direction. It looks like these rows of trees go on for a little bit further. But the driveway leads to a much smaller older farmhouse and as you stand here and look at this house you can see even from this distance that the area around it the orchard is well cared for and then something happens and the lawn is completely overgrown and untended it doesn't look like it's falling down this is not an abandoned house in fact there's a pickup truck parked in front of it but it looks like you can probably imagine that there is a property line here. Oh, well, that's interesting. Should we go meet the neighbors? Should we uh, uh, sneak or should we just go past a property line and say hi? I mean, I feel like we'd need a, a reasonable explanation for walking up and knocking on their door but i i personally haven't had great experiences trying to sneak into places lately so i'm just very aware of my own mortality right now and i feel like if we <laughs> if we go past like if we go into private property somewhere we're not allowed to be we might just like immediately die i'm just pointing that out because it's on or, my mind. Or at constantly. least do very poorly at whatever we're trying to achieve. Definitely that, but also I'm pretty sure also it would die. be dying. Yeah, also it. die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Bernie's already walking. <laughs> well, there she goes. There she goes. Okay. Um, you're the bravest among us. Do we have a plan? <laughs> okay, I'm just, we're going to, I'll follow Bernie. Yeah, I guess off the cuff, we'll see what happens as where want to do you know we can always say we didn't realize it was a property line it's it's fine you continue down the driveway for a little bit and it feels like there's only another row or two of trees left the clearing starts to empty out a little bit and you can get a better view now of the river this property does back up to the saint lawrence river this clearing here at the edge of the orchard is kind of wide. For even at this distance, you can tell that it's a bluff. It doesn't, it's not a, an easy shore to like wade right out there. And that is about that time when over towards your left through the trees, you can hear pretty low voices. Can't quite make them out. Can't quite identify them from where you are, but definitely somewhere off there to the left in the trees at least somebody is talking. And so somewhere in the orchard off to the left, you would have to leave the driveway to find out who is who is speaking over there. The driveway goes right to the farmhouse, and you would have to sort of cross this big open area to get out to the edge of the bluff to get close to the river. Bertie would probably kind of just like uh, gesture 
towards over there, she probably would not be the best person to go and try to eavesdrop. Um, not only is she quite loud, she is also hard of hearing. Um, you so, can turn up your hearing aid. But then, then it gets all like tinny and fuzzy okay. and everyone's okay. voice, everyone's voices are just, it's, it's like grating, you okay. know, it's, it's grating on my sinuses. I feel it on my sinuses. I'm interested in hearing who's, uh, who's in the orchard, who's talking. So I think Renette would like to um, meander a little further into the orchard to. I mean, we're just uh, picking pears, right? Yeah, just casually. Mm-hmm. Very normal. We're getting, On our we're way. getting some air. We just saw a woman die. Yeah. And we're, we're, this is how we're coping with we're it. We're contemplating our own mortality by going Holy. for a stroll through an orchard and picking yeah. some pears. And, and oh, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> just like but, that. You know, yeah, but we don't say that yet. We wait no, until no, no. they notice us. Until yeah. they notice us, yes. Yeah, cool. We're on the same page. Yeah. And, I mean, our friend just died, so... Yeah it would be quite unreasonable for them to get upset with us. One and would I, think. I'm, I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching for someone. Yeah. I, I, I'm ready. You're ready for a fight. Let, let them try me today. So we go into the orchard. Yes. And toward the voices. Well, Rana, this sounds like your plan. Okay. You could argue that you're just going to go metal. Yeah. Maybe you're not being super sneaky but it's less dangerous or it could be more dangerous and do the day move and try to sneak up on whoever this is. I think this is just metal. Okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm not trying to be too sneaky. Okay. Come on dice. Be nice. So that's a six. My plan is to just go tree to tree. Just, you know, check out each tree you know, kind of ambling around, getting a little closer toward the voices, trying and trying to listen while looking very invested in these trees. And what was it that happened that made a whole lot of noise? I brushed past a tree and uh, my blazer got caught a little bit on the bark. And I, I yelped because that's very expensive fabric. And it just ruined, it's, it's, oh my God, oh my God, no, this is going to be so hard to patch up. I'm going to have to do a new sleeve and everything. And then it's not even going to be the same because it'll be like one is more one than the other. It's going to be forever before I can get comfortable in this blazer again. I love this blazer. God damn it. This is your super nice blazer, isn't it? It's my super nice blazer. The one that gives you a bonus to rolls. It di- yeah, it's my super stylish outfit. Oh no, until it's fixed, you don't get that bonus anymore. Oh god, no! <laughs> no! I hand beaded this. I hand her my flask too. I chug it. <laughs> Georgie, I mean, you're there to help as Bertie tries to get Renette a little bit more stable through alcohol. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it works. It is, when you're Renette, maybe. <laughs> you're far enough, you're not far from your friends, but you're just a little bit further away, enough so that you can hear what sounds like footsteps running away. 
And then after a moment, footsteps coming in your direction. Okay, we didn't want them to know that we knew they were there. So Georgie kind of, kind of turns back toward her friend so she could, out of the corner of her eye, see them when they, person when they approach, but not seem like she was looking for them. I am trying to pick a pear from a tree. How's it going? <laughs> not well. A few moments later, uh, you see Laura Sanchez coming into view, weaving through the orchard. She sort of sees the three of you, kind of stops. Uh, and then there's some kind of acknowledgement that you've all actually seen each other. She looks momentarily a little bit deflated and then pulls herself back up and smiles. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Someone died. I, I meant the weather. It ruined my blazer. Oh, and no. someone died. And we could all die at any moment. It's weather that allows us to contemplate our own mortality without falling too deep into the hole of despair. Life is fleeting, just like every little breeze that brushes past us, just like the sun brushing our shoulders, goddammit. Just like my blazer. She held out her phone and started recording. I, can, I agree. Can you this... stop with that? Just stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Well, Why are you in the woods like this? By yourself? Are you talking to yourself in the woods? That's super weird. No, I was, I was getting sound. I was, um, you know, it is a very nice day. And I was out for a walk, just sort of exploring the area. It's beautiful. The, the view of the river from the bluff is, is amazing. It's very calming, very peaceful. Peaceful, right. I mean, some people find peace in, in nature and others don't, I suppose. But uh, Some people find peace in their friends not dying, but we can't all have what we want. That's true. She sort of nods thoughtfully. Well, I guess I'll um, head, on, head on back to the, the snowdrop. How's your investigation going? It's getting there. I think it's getting there. Have the police arrived yet? Not last they checked. Hmm. No. I still have time to, to get it all wrapped up then. Just right. glaring daggers at her. To Whenever... be clear, <laughs> what are you getting all wrapped yeah. up before the police arrive? Oh, this my... thing is recording, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She holds up. Oh, my investigation. Oh, what, I, what have you found? Well, and she kind of smiles. I'll, of course, turn over any evidence I discover to the police, but um, if all goes according to plan, you'll be hearing about it on the next episode. Oh, come on. We aren't just any listeners at this point. We've become a part of your investigation. You can give us a hint. I mean, I'll just say that you get further with honey than with vinegar. That tends to be my approach. Just a, a smile and an ear. And then people like to talk. Seems rather pointed. <laughs> oh, no, that's just my larger philosophy on being an investigative journalist. Okay. Which you're not. You're, you're a podcaster. Uh, an investigative journalist with a podcast, yes. Yeah, yeah. we've been, never mind. I, do not engage. I could die at any second. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to die while talking about this. Anyways, I believe you were saying the view from the bluffs was lovely, so perhaps we'll just head in that direction. 
it just feels very calming when you're out here among the trees. Uh, have a good walk, and um, I'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ta. Renette just takes another swig. Latita didn't find it calming because she was out here to investigate the desperation of the people who have gone missing. So Disappearances? Yes. And she just turns and she doesn't go to the driveway. She just walks back through the trees. I'm going to admit, y'all, I'm not, I'm not doing too hot right now. One of you is going to have to take the reins because... Oh. I think Bernie just sits down, straight up sits down on the forest floor and uh, puts her head in her hands. Renette does the same right next to Bernie. <laughs> Georgie sits down with her friends because what else is there to do in the moment? I think it, I think Bernie just takes a, a solid minute to like breathe into her little like face shield that she's created and stands back up, <sighs> pulls her friends up with her and uh, says, I have to be honest, I'm not thinking clearly right now, but I I feel like I owe it to Latita to figure it out, figure out what the hell happened. You're right. Agree. We owe it to Latita and Georgie and I, we owe it to you, Bertie. Yes. You don't owe me anything. We're friends. We do it because even if we don't know each other, we help each other because we want to. Exactly. We're here for you. I think Bertie just lets up like a half sigh, half almost sob and just says, Having friends sucks. <laughs> I hand her the flask that she handed me earlier. Ugh, stop making me care about you guys. I, I, I'm, I seriously, I'm going to go fucking nuts if either of you die. I'm serious. You can't can do that at to any me. second. Stop it. Pull yourself together. I will okay. slap you in the face. Okay, okay. okay. I might but be for using you, Bertie. I'll try. I might be using the f word right now, but. Seriously, I will still slap you. The F word is friends. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, took, it took a moment. F is for friends, okay. Yes, got it. That dirty word. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Where are we going? Who, what's, oh, what's okay. happening? Do we want to take a look at the farmhouse or do we want to head back to, uh, to the snowdrop? We, or do I mean, we want to split up? If we, if somebody needs to keep an eye on Laura Sanchez, we don't know if Percy is still on the trail. I'm assuming that he got caught. And that was the little conversation? I, I don't know. I don't really... Yeah. Did we I, hear multiple voices or did we just hear Laura Sanchez talking to her, uh, her device? You heard multiple voices. Okay. And then one set of footsteps running away. Uh, okay. And then the second coming towards you, which was her. Okay. I, I think investigating the, the barn, I mean, it's not necessarily going to tell us about what happened today, but if we have a better understanding of why she's here, then maybe we'll understand why it happened. Yeah. I think so. The, the, the farmhouse. The farmhouse. Yeah. That's yes. what I meant. Yeah. 
To be fair, I don't think that Birdie would... Um, Birdie doesn't recognize the distinction. No, there's no distinction. She's like, you know, They're the all barn barns. thing. The barn. There's like three barns here. The thing that's not a house. <laughs> you know. Well, you get back out on this old driveway. And as you fully emerge onto it, you can see down towards the end where it ends at the farmhouse... There is a man that you've not met before taking something out of the bed of the pickup truck. Looks like it's in a cardboard box and walking to the front door of the old farmhouse. You're still some distance away. It doesn't appear as though he has noticed you. You're too far away to have a conversation at this point. Oh my God, what do we do? Do we, do we say hi? Do we have an excuse to say hi? I don't know what to do. I think we have an excuse to say hi. We're out for a stroll and we see another person. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hello. With feigned confidence, we approach With the nonchalantly. <laughs> With nonchalant confidence. Well, he has taken this box into the house and you are approaching with nonchalant confidence. And after a few moments, he comes back out the front, and you're much closer now, and he seems a little annoyed, a little curious. No, he's not curious. Just kind of ignores you, goes back to the back bed of his pickup truck and takes out another box. But you are close enough now to have a conversation, if you like. Hey! Good day! Lovely day out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. His back is to you. Georgie, do you know this guy? I mean, you 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 taught some of the Stocktons, and this is kind of part of the old farm. Do you know? Do, do you do you know who this guy could be? Georgie, did you get a good look at his face? Um, yes. It takes a minute. Yeah, this was the father of those three Stockton kids that that you taught some years ago. A little more weathered. And a little more hunched. Might be in his 70s. Yeah, uh, that was Abraham. Abraham Stockton. If I remember the name of the father, I'm sure I remember the name of the three children. Yeah, what were they? (laughs) Jonathan, Jared, and Jocelyn. They've got a theme for their kids. And Abraham has his back to you. He's carrying this open-topped cardboard box filled with groceries towards his house. Mr. Stockton, Abraham Stockton, right? And he pauses and he turns back. Ah, yeah? Don't you remember me? Mrs. Sullivan, Georgie Sullivan, your children's teacher. I taught history. Huh. Yeah, they're not here. Well, Well, how have you been? How have they been? He kind of looks around and he he would shrug if he could. It's all shit. Life is oh. shit. Oh, well. I mean, I I can't disagree on many points in that arena. In fact, tis why we're out for a walk to get there ourselves. But do you care to elaborate? Are you, are you staying at the at the old uh, the new bed and breakfast, huh? Yeah. Well, we uh, went for a visit for tea, and tragedy ensued. But do continue. I hate them. Oh. I hate those assholes. 
They took my farm. They made my life into life into shit. Well, what what happened exactly? What happened? Farm's been in the family for four generations. I lost it. And then these uh, these out of towners came in. They took it. They took my land. Barely got to keep the old farmhouse here. It is quite tragic when pieces of our history are taken from us. Taken or just stolen. Just stolen. The thieves. Kids aren't here. They graduated. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, they're not here anymore. Well, I just thought since I we were out and I we, we were in the area and I saw you, we might have a moment to catch up. Catch up? Just kind of squinting, like trying to remember. What? You want, what do you want to catch up about? Well, I mean, so far we've made it through. The kids have graduated and they're doing great. You lost the family. The farm was stolen from you. Stolen. The people uh, there by, I believe you said, assholes. Yeah. Maybe there's anything else you can tell us about those assholes. The goddamn assholes. Okay, the goddamn assholes. Indeed. I could have paid the bank, but no. They're in it with these uh, these out-of-towners. Came in, took the land. It's my land. Not leaving it. Barely got to keep this piece here. But they got the whole farm. And they put in them stupid trees. It's a farm. It's not a tree farm. I, I hear you. I hear that. Is there anything else you can tell us about these goddamn assholes? <laughs> any, any odd movements? Any... As they remodeled the farmhouse entirely. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Modern art and whatnot. Yeah, they're probably from New York or something. I mean, do you know anything specifically about the people who bought the place? Or stole the place? Excuse me. Well, I know they're not from Brindlewood Bay. Mm-hmm. I know they don't belong here. I know they don't know anything about our history. They don't care about our traditions. They don't care about how... This was a family farm. They just want to take it, and they want to make it into something disgusting. I don't want to know them. I know enough. Well, um... But uh, they seem to be uh, your friends, though, huh? You seem to be coming out here to visit them? We had a friend who was staying here that we came to visit. The owners themselves we don't know. Our friend was quite interested in the farm's history, as a matter of fact, and we thought you could tell us a little more. Maybe she spoke to you. Her name, Latita? Oh. Very, very interested in the history of the farm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. That lady came out here yesterday and talked to me for a little bit. Oh. She's also not from around here, is she? You can tell by looking at her. She's not a local. Well, not like... Us, of course, but at the very least, if she's coming in, she and she wants to hear about, you know, the origins of this beautiful place. At least there's that. She's not coming in to change anything, mm-hmm. like like those those out of towners, right? Used to be beautiful. Now it's to help plant trees. Who the hell plants trees? You plant corn. You plant tobacco. You plant wheat. You plant potatoes. You plant carrots. You plant cabbage. You plant peas. 
Who the hell plants a tree? Just awful people, of course. I mean, and they, they have not been the most helpful either. I can understand why you would call them damned assholes. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I did not see even one piece of art or pictures or anything historical about the farm that this they were able to build up from. And it's just insulting. It is. It's like they don't even care where it came from. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care at all. They care about themselves. They care about whatever, wherever they came from. They want to take whatever they are and bring it here. Nah, the old ways are better. What do you want? You want your, your friend came. She talked to me. She was fine. She was nice. She had a, she had a respect for, for history. As she should. Great. She's great. I feel like they, don't, they just don't talk about it enough around here. About the, the good old days and um, tradition and all of that great stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they sure don't. Or even, you know, they don't talk about the good. They don't talk about the bad. They don't get it. They don't understand what it, what it used to be like. I mean, they don't even talk about the disappearances either. And it's like they're trying to sweep everything under the rug. Yeah, and you know where it starts? In the schools. Oh, mm-hmm. They start teaching the kids all these ideas like they need to leave where they're from and go to the city instead of staying home on the farm where they should be. Too many ideas in the heads of kids. I'll tell you what, that's where it starts. Is that where you think the disappearances started? His posture changes. Oh, you too, huh? You don't want to know history. You don't want to know about real people. You want to hear about these, uh, these accusations that never go away, huh? Oh, I don't know anything about accusations, actually. Nah, there's nothing to it. Nothing to it. People come, people came, people leave, somebody falls over the, the bluff into the river. Who knows? Nobody knows anything. People come out, they look around. You talk so much about the history of this farm, though. Your family doesn't have stories going back about how the farm started, who... Who has visited? What relationships you had with other farms and other families? You're not here in a lonely land by yourself. There was a, there's communities. I mean, back generations. Yeah, you speak nothing of it. You complain only about today. Well, yeah, because today is not like yesterday. Then tell us about yesterday. Oh, it was great when the whole whole North Island here was all farms. It was all family farms. Everyone worked together. We built each other's barns, took care of each other's pigs and cows. There's a real community. There's a real community. Even real communities have feuds. There's nothing you can tell us. Oh, well, that you, you're talking about Southeast then, huh? You're talking about the South Island. Well, yeah, they're assholes. But no, I'm talking about the North Island. North Island farmers, we're in it together. Well, we were, like, none of us left anymore. No, it's the South Islanders... That's where all the problems come from. That's where all the assholes are. There always been assholes in the south part of Brindlewood Bay. I mean, I, 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 I hear your sentiment. Do you have specific family stories? <laughs> I am a history teacher. It is a, a retired history teacher. It's sort of my thing to collect history. And 
you seem to go on about how important your history is, but you've not given me a single thing, <laughs> not even one thing to take and share and cherish. What is this? Georgie. <laughs> She's had vodka. <laughs> She's had vodka. <laughs> Georgie, can you meddle? Yes, I can. I can meddle. Do you feel like you're in danger? Doesn't no. really feel like you're in danger, so you don't have the negative from your condition. No. Yeah, this might be composure because you're losing your composure. I'm losing it. <laughs> you are leveraging losing your composure. Yes. I started all calm and like we can get there, we can get around if I ask questions in a circle, but didn't work. Okay, so composure. All right. That is a nine total. Jeez, lady, I don't keep it together or something. I'm sorry. I didn't know this would meant that much to you. What do you want to... I tell you what, you, you, you ask me a question, I'll give you an answer. What do you want to know? I mean, my, as my friend brought up, she talked about disappearances. And we want to know what you told our friend about, about that. And also what you didn't tell her about that. Because you seem to really clam up and not want to talk about that. Those are the things we want to hear. Here's what we know. There are accusations from those assholes in the South. Some of their kids would come up here, sneak onto my farm, and go out on the bluff and drink or something, fool around, whatever the dumb kids do. They're from the South, so it doesn't matter. So a couple of them kids came up here. They went out to the bluff. And according to nosy assholes in the South, they just never came back home. That's not my deal. Are they going to sneak on my farm? They're going to fall off my bluff and then people are going to blame me for their kids being assholes? I don't know how long ago this was. This was, uh, it, my dad was still running the farm. So it's it my farm. My dad was running it. It was a long time ago. I don't even remember when. I remember after the, the police came and all the people came out and they looked around the bluff. A couple weeks later, I was, uh, I was out there and I found this, um, it's like, a, what do you call it, a, uh, like a chest or a trunk or something? And I remember uh, telling my dad about it, like, Dad, found this chest. So we go, we go look at it, there's a lock on it. And he kind of sets the box down, puts his hands in his pockets and looks back, like off into the distance. What do you think's in this chest here? My dad's like, oh, let me, uh, let me open it. And he gets a chisel and he gets a hammer. He works on it for a while and he can't get it. So then we get out the donkey. The donkey drags the chest back from the bluff, bring it into the barn, work on it for a while. So he gets it open. This chest had, um, in that dresses, they're, um, you know, them Catholics, the little kid, the Catholic kids, when they're Christening like. gowns? The altar boys wear them. What are they even called? They wear these like white things over the black dresses that the boys wear. Surpluses. Mm. I remember looking that up because uh, nobody knew what the hell that thing was. Surplus. Sounds like surplus, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Got a hit with a ruler after making that mistake. Mm. Yeah, no, there was like, um, it's like 12 of them in there. That was the weirdest thing that ever happened out here. You know, them, them kids go missing. Then we find this, uh, this chest holding them, um, them, uh, them surpluses. 
Do you remember exactly how many children went missing? And do you still have this chest? Yeah, I got the chest. It's in the house here. Don't have them them robes anymore. Just have the old chest. It's pretty, pretty neat. How many kids? One time, two kids went missing. And then another time, they said uh, two more kids went missing. But I, you know, I never saw them. Nobody here ever saw them. Nobody ever proved that they saw them. You ladies, um, do you want to come and get a drink? We'll get some um, microwave dinners. All right, fine, fine. fine. We could you don't come, in come in for a moment. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to see the chest. Don't be nice. Why are you doing this? Sorry, I want to see the. I want to see the chest. There could also be some more, like you know, history stuff in the farmhouse. You know, it's probably just going to be real messy. Bernie's just whispering to her as they walk. They walk in. He's trying to give us microwave dinners. What are you doing? Have to see this chest. He's so sad. I hate this. I don't like it either. Here, have another drink. It'll help. <laughs> this it is all good. This, we're we're making good decisions today. <laughs> <laughs> He picks up the cardboard box from the ground and turns around. And says, "Uh, yeah, uh, come on in, and I'll um, I'll pour you something. What do you, what do you ladies want? What are you drinking, huh?" And he uh, opens the screen door, goes on into the house, leaves you outside. I really want to see this chest. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. Um. I'll also investigate, see if there's, you know, pictures or whatever, because you know it can't hurt to do the same thing twice. And then, um, I mean, Bertie, if you really, really don't want to come in with us, which I totally understand, you can head back up to the snowdrop and then just conveniently call us in like 15 or 20 minutes and then we'll just have to leave and go meet you for whatever reason you come up with. Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) I, I think I say loudly. Oh, God, I, oh, no. Just, like, looking at my phone. I have to go. You guys, enjoy, it was really nice to meet you. I have to go. Um, My friend just died, so I have to go. <laughs> yes, she said this out loud, but she does actually start crying. <laughs> She's like, oh. I'm going to just, I have to, it was nice to meet you. You guys, I'll catch up with you later. Okay, bye. And she heads out before he can say anything. Renette sends a hug emoji. Yeah. Um, Bernie just sends that really sad cat gif where it looks like the cat's crying (laughs) with the watery eyes. Oh. And she's really struggling. And then she sends LOL. (laughs) (laughs) She's really feeling it over there. Yeah. Yeah, we should let's let's finish this up. Um, Yeah. I think and we, we tell go check on our friend. Yeah, I think we can stay only a few minutes. As you can see, our friend is really. We're yeah, gonna let this... her have a have a moment, and then we're gonna need to go check on her. So you're saying yeah. that as to... the two of you enter the house. Yeah. yeah. The first thing that the two of you notice is the smell. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so we've successfully passed from bargaining into depression just now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting through it. Yeah. 
I have been keeping a tally. <laughs> I highly respect that. That's pretty awesome. Why'd you kill my friend? <laughs> Why do you make my friend sad? Yeah, Jonah, why do you make her friend sad? Well, here's what I'll say. <laughs> um, because it's good drama. But also... Um, no, no, I, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. I think You're not you wrong. Have, you now have five clues. And you're supposed to have seven Ooh. before you theorize. There is one scenario here where I can see us finishing next time. And there is another where it goes on longer, depending on what you do and what you discover. Interesting. I'm down for either. Excitement. Um, our fifth clue is the chest full of... Surpluses. Sur- okay. And then... Abraham was the seventh person that we... Yes. Okay. Love it. Okay, so the clues were the licorice scent poison thing, Mm -hmm. disappearances, a notebook that we still don't have, uh, a manila envelope full of fake IDs, and uh, the chest full of surpluses. Yes. Nope. You can almost say a surplus of surpluses. I'm sorry. Don't ever apologize. 